What's up, comrades? You're listening to Workers' Power on 4 Triple Z. My name's Genesis, and I use she, her pronouns, and I'm joined by Bill. I use he, him pronouns. What's up? What's up? We're also joined by some other comrades, uh, and, and I will turn on their mics in a second. Uh, but first, I have to read the introduction. You are listening to Workers' Power with Genesis, Bill, Jackson, and Roe on 4 Z. And um, thank you to Transmission, the, the transgender show, hell yeah, that was on before us. They're sick. They're, they're awesome. Um, and, and thank you to Zedlines. And today on the show, we have plenty of workers' action. Today on the show is a special episode. It's a, it's, a, it's a women's episode. It's for women. So if you are a woman, or sort of a woman, or if you know a woman, this is, this is your episode. It's all about girls here today. I'm a girl. What's up? Um, and we also have a scallywag of the week. We acknowledge the traditional owners or just the legitimate owners of the land from which we broadcast the Yuggera and Terrible people. This land was stolen, never ceded. We pay our respects to elders past and present. We also acknowledge all the First Nation comrades listening today. What's up, First Nation comrades? We stand in solidarity with First Nations peoples in their struggles for recognition, reparations and land rights. We live and benefit on stolen land. It's time to pay the rent. Awesome, awesome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the other mics on now. So here we've got Jackson. Hello, I'm Jackson. I use they them pronouns. And here we've got Ro. What's up? Hey, hey. Uh, I'm Ro. I use they them pronouns also. Awesome, Hi. awesome. Hell yeah. Okay, so do we want to jump into First Nations workers' action first? What do we reckon? Yeah, well, let, yeah, let's let's do it. Um, I'm just if I click right there, I'm ready to go with that first story, so I can I can rip into that. Rip into it, Bill. Okay, why these Torres Strait Islanders built a sea wall at Parliament House now, and this comes to us uh, from uh, the NITV and uh, Warabah. Uh, Sioux Island has been Ted Billy's home for over six decades. But in spending his life on the island, the 65-year-old has had to navigate a severe environmental change. The way uh, I know my island with how old I am, there were big changes on the island. Big portions of our island are gone, he said. One of the biggest threats is a coastal erosion, something that has already impacted Mr Billy's family with the disturbance of his ancestors' resting place. The erosion came right up to where my great-grandfather was, and it washed out. Not only that, but there were several other families. The whole cemetery, he said. We have to walk around the island on the middle of the rip collecting whatever we can find. Just grab everything together, dig the one hole and put everything in. On Monday morning, Bill, Mr Billy stood amongst other Torres Strait leaders with signs and sandbags to protest climate inaction in the capital. The group, led by Torres Strait, the Torres Strait 8 built the mock seawall in front of Parliament House in Canberra on Monday morning. The protest comes just weeks after a group of Torres Strait Islander people known as the Torres Strait Eight won a victory against the Commonwealth 
at the United Nations. Leaders plan to meet with Climate Change and Emergency Minister, Minister Chris Bowen and present him with a petition of over 48,000 signatures supporting their cause. Kebe Tamu, a Warabar man from the Kalkalgal nation said his home is already feeling the impact of rising seawaters. Every high tide, every monsoon season, I see the damage of coastal erosion. We get nearly 10 metres of land that gets washed away and that happens annually, he said. 10 metres? 10 metres. Mr Tamu was already a claimant on the UN case. The erosion saw the so-called Torres Strait 8 complain to the UN's Human Rights Committee uh, three years ago after the former coalition government failed to upgrade seawalls or adequately mitigate in- emissions. In September, the UNHSRC found that Australia's failure to protect Torres Strait Islanders' people from the effects of climate change violated their right to practice their culture. Torres Strait Islanders are standing up and fighting for our human rights to be protected on behalf of First Nations and non-Indigenous brothers and sisters all over the world, Mr Tamu said. Solidarity, that's what that says to me. A spokesman for Attorney General Mark Dreyfus said the new Labor government would work with Torres Strait Islander people to address climate change. The Australian government engages in good faith with the HSR committee in relation to any complaints. Sorry, sorry, comrades. (laughs) Good faith. (laughs) The Australian government is considering the committee's views and will provide its response in due course. The protest coincides with the beginning of the United Nations COP27 climate climate change uh, negotiating uh, negotiations in t- in Egypt Torres Strait 8 claimant and Massey Gal traditional owner Yessi Mosby and his 12-year-old son Janiah Mosby are in attendance Torres Strait 8 have called for Australia to achieve net zero emissions by 2030 and for the government to further invest in infrastructure like seawalls and renewable energy sources in the region. So a good little action there. And um, just in, in regards to the collectivism, you know, the uh, Torres Strait 8 and uh, um, the uh, direct action that they took down on uh, uh, down, down there. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's it's good they're taking action because no one else bloody is. Yes. And that island's going to be underwater. And we've already got islands that are completely underwater. And more islands are going to be underwater because the sea levels are rising. And once these islands are gone, they're gone. They're not coming back. Yep, that's right. That's right. Uh, no, well, I, I don't know why it came to mind, but no jobs on a dead planet. No, no, uh, no island on a dead planet, is there? We hear about the lost city of Atlantis. There's going to be a lot more of that very soon. It's uh, it's definitely a good thing that the Torres Strait Islanders are like here as well because like they're f- they're basically facing the same thing that all the other Pacific Islanders are, um, but they're actually but the government will actually sort of be forced to listen to them as citizens of Australia. Unlike the Pacific Islanders, which they completely ignore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. Not my jurisdiction. Even though their emissions are sinking those islands as well. They're sinking all of the islands. 
That's a, a rising tide sinks all islands, yeah, comrades. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it sure does. And, and they're like basically on the direct front lines of the effects of climate change because their island, which isn't, it, it, it's there's not mu- much land there already, and it's just getting smaller. Mm. It's it's definitely like there's there's nothing more direct than running out of land to stand on and the ruling class can get away with putting off climate action to the very last second because it will affect them last hmm. the people who will it will affect first are the people living on islands and and it is already affecting them as as we've seen in in this story his grandfather just got got swept underneath the, the ocean Mm. Um, and that, that's it's, it's, so it's already affecting those people and it, it's going to come for all of us eventually but the ruling class they're, they're up on the top of the mountain on the highest the highest level above sea, sea level so they think they can keep putting it off forever while us here on the lower grounds will get uh, swept underwater and drown for sure. Now, there's a, the next story is, is, is a good tangent, but it's also, it's fantastic to lead into um, into talking about, uh, you know, organising for women and uh, yeah, women's rights. So, um, Jackson, maybe you got it up on your screen? Uh, yeah, sure thing. So, Diamond Donnell on Cloud9 in stunning debut. A recent report reveals that coal, gas and oil companies are doing what is called greenwashing at these and other major sports events and national teams. The term greenwashing is where major polluters like these companies attempt to soften their images with sports sponsorship packages and soft messaging. Estimates range upward of $18 million per year in sponsorship dollars, but there has been a shift in high-profile people calling them out. Perhaps the most... Perhaps the highest profile situation of late has been our very own Donald Wallum, whose stand against Hancock prospecting led to that multinational, multi-billion dollar company withdrawing their $15 million sponsorship of Netball Australia. At the heart of Donald's objections, however, wasn't the company's environmental environmental impact, nor its miserly, if even existence, payments to Aboriginal people upon whose country they mine. No, it was to do with the founder, the late Lang Hancock's reprehensible comments about Aboriginal people, which I won't give the dignity of reproducing here. Lost in what Donald's objections were primarily about, the commentary surrounding it has at least cast light onto what the resources sector is attempting to do, basically downplaying their reluctance to make real and lasting changes towards the health of our environment. Yeah, shout out to Netball, and shout out to all of those um, First Nations sport players. We've been seeing a lot of of aboriginal people in sport using their their platform to call to bring attention to lots and lots of issues so um for that reason it kind of makes me want to get into sport hey we've reported on on this before but in in light of what we're going to be discussing you know um more over the show i I thought it was uh, you know it was starting to feel good about how um you know a first nations woman has uh you know stood up for you know for for, for her culture, you know, because, yes, I, I think you did right in not uh, reading out uh, that. Sorry, I should have uh, edited it out. Uh, that rubbish that uh, come from, you know, that 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 person. Um, so, yeah, it was just good that uh, not only did she stand up and fight back, but then came out and, and, and uh, did it on the sporting paddock, which you all, everyone knows oh, I like sport. Yeah, yeah after, it does. Like, we, we've seen, like, you know... 
even though though like m- men in sport can get away with anything when an aboriginal woman says things in sport she gets her she gets her sponsorships cancelled she gets dropped from the team so she really has a lot to lose by coming out and talking that's right and as as i say sport is generally played between the ears you, you know so and and when when you're under such a, enormous pressure like like this uh, young woman has been and then to come out and to show the mental fortitude um to to block that out and to get on with business um uh, uh, of what 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 she does as a worker is is to be admired so i thought i'd chuck that in there and um we, we there you know there is a a little bit of class struggle happening in there so uh, we always want to highlight that oh, especially we literally if it's just got a text oh? from leave us alone who's one of our regulars what's up leave us alone hey genesis how do you manage to always sound so excited surely you must crash hard after every show you're absolutely right i i drink a red bull in the morning i get really pumped and then when we talk about stories like i get really upset because because a lot of the stories we talk about are like about how how terrible things are because when you're reporting on the news and then i get really angry and then you may notice that i'm less talkative in this in the last half of the show and that's because i like leave the studio go outside to scream um fun fact <laughs> yeah. Little right. insight into what goes on behind the scenes here at Workers Power. Right, right on. It is. It's exciting, and, and yes, it, it can be exhausting even for for myself. And uh, so, um, th- but what we're going to uh, delve into is uh, something that uh, a, a, uh, that that I opened up uh, yesterday morning after going to Idols on. Um, on Sunday night, now, they were a great live act. They were really, really good. I do, I do, I cannot take that away from him in any way. Um, but what, what, there was one thing that kind of um, put me off, and but it, it, in um, one major thing, but also there was an underwriting thing uh, that w- that was uh, kind of irking me, and and that was my partner kind of um, complaining about. Uh, you know, being groped and touched. Um, well, well, and we're we're way up the back, you know. So, um, and and but then you know, I I um, wrongly um, focus my energy on the pit, the circle pit, maybe right. So, but at uh, you know, at the end of the day, it was an old, a bit of an old man yelling at a crowd. But what at the end of uh, yelling at a cloud, but. Um, you know, I, 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 overall, it came down. I, no, I shouldn't feel discouraged from uh, you know uh, highlighting and amplifying this space. And uh, um, yes, there was some some good feedback. And uh, but uh, I, I, overall, you know, and we'll talk a little bit more about it. But firstly, uh, you know, like our circle sexist. Our circle sexist. Now I've prepared a little essay about this. We've also got a text from Malcolm Nielsen saying. I love Genesis's energy. Malcolm, I love your energy being subscribed to 4 Z and, and <laughs> sending in texts. That's some, some damn good energy, Malcolm. We should put you in the comfy chair every seat. We're getting lots of feedback there already. Hell yeah. I feel popular. I feel really encouraged. I'm in a good mood. I'm about to get mad, though. Time to talk about circles. Okay, so 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 after after the infamous post about, about circles and are they sexist, I, I found myself really hyper-focused on this, and I wrote myself a little, a little description. Um, so, so, so... I, I read all the comments and, and, and here's my summary. Um, and now I'm not saying this as a circle enjoyer. I'm not I'm not pro circle. 
I'm I'm pro rectangle. But here we go. Here we go. Are circles sexist? By Riley Genesis. Is a circle the best shape for a pit? No. But does gender have anything to do with it? No. In this essay, I will. Uh, my thesis, no, circles are not inherently sexist. Many women are circle enjoyers. This was made evident by the ocean of women who took to the comments of Bill's post yesterday. Men do not get to decide what is sexist. Now, the justification I've been presented with for why circle pits are sexist is that they are a space where men are enabled to hurt women. To this I say, okay, so don't enable it then. Uh, It is fully possible to have a good time in a circle pit, so long as there are no dickheads in it. If a dickhead wants to be a dickhead in a square pit, rest assured, the shape of the pit will not stop him. I feel that blaming the shape of the pit deflects responsibility away from men. Let me be clear. Men should be expected to conduct themselves appropriately regardless of the shape of the pit. The circle is not the reason a woman gets hurt. A man is the reason. That being said, rectangles are better than circles in my personal preference. This is because they have corners. They have corners. Circles don't have corners. Corners. And and in the corners, the pit is less dense. This means that punks of all kinds can participate, both those who want to get body slammed to the max and those who prefer a gentle slamming. If you prefer a gentle slamming, you can be in the corners of the square-shaped pit. If you prefer maximum slammage, you can be on the sides where, where it will be more dense when, when the pit condenses. Um, so yeah, so that's that's my take on shapes. I prefer I prefer the rectangle over the circle. You can text in. What's your favourite shape for a pit? Um, now I've got with me a circle enjoyer. Ro, why are circles a good shape for a pit? Circles are a bloody excellent shape. I ended up going to the Idol show in Sydney and found myself in the middle of quite a few circles. And for me personally, there is nothing better than getting slammed at from all four sides, as long as there are no men in the circle (laughs) being a bit dog. Sorry, was that no men full stop or was there no men being being dogs, is that? No men that are being dogs, but men are fine if they behave themselves nicely. I I got a a, a message... uh, when this all went down, I got a message posing a suggestion. Why don't we just put all the men in a hexagon? Beautiful. Now, that's a solution. Jackson? I feel like, before we continue this discussion as well, we should probably explain what a circle pit is, for those who don't know. Oh. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. So all right, you give your way, and then I'll, I'll, I'll give mine, and, and mine might explain a bit why. Well, I've, you've, you've I've probably been, been in a lot more circle pits than me. Yeah. Um, um, I've, I've only been in a handful of circle pits. I normally observe, but if I'm feeling, like, particularly wanting to get slammed, I will go in the circle pit, but normally I, I, I will avoid it. Um, so it's like a pit, to my understanding, where, where you stand in a, in a circle with a bit of a gap in the middle, in a circle-ish shape, and then as you're moshing you, you, to the rhythm of the music that's playing, you the circle condenses and you, you all slam 
into each other and it can be a very enjoyable experience for some but it can also uh be be a, a bit too much see that 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 sounds fun right that sounds yeah. really good right now i'll tell you some of my um recollections from pits in the 90s right where they would create that space and and I'm talking ones where there's festivals and there, and there, and there's a, a lot that that can create a lot of space, especially outside the mosh. The 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 circle pits used to be out the back, so the moshes used to be down the front, and the circle pits used to be out the back, and they would give themselves a lot of room. And what what would happen is everyone would be running the one way, right? And then some would change the way that they'd run and then run into each other right but but the thing was was because of that space that 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 you that you had dickheads right let's call them for what they are would got a running start and would line up others and just uh knock them out as a, like a shoulder charge like a crowd killer yeah like a yeah bang like if you could, if you you'll hear the impact at home like with my two hands flat as coming together bang that's that's what you know these idiots were trying to do and um inadvertently they they would go after let's use the term weaker right like so they would go after smaller people and women and 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 minorities deliberately deliberately, right so it it was they they were hell right for anyone who went in them that wasn't fit the thing was i was fit I was a professional rugby league footballer, right? So I and and I, I admit even some of this this behaviour that that I expressed is probably a little bit poor, right? But what what the fun that I used to have and I, what I used to think that I was righteous, those dickheads, right? I would go after them. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I would have my fun, right? Because I was a fit professional rugby league football player. Running doing this is is what I did every weekend. Right, and I, so I was what they call match fit. So I, I could take it on, but you know, at, at the end, I grew up, you know, and I'm not, the, you know, like even you know, violence does beget violence, you know. So um, yeah, so that, that's that's where I, I came from, and that's the you know the that old attitude that I that I bought um, w- with the discussion, right? But um, but. I, 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 I'm led to believe that times have changed. It did look... There was no violence. There was no... Um, from what I've seen, you know, because I didn't have a good view, one, and one, I was trying to look at the band and, and, and stuff like that. So, they did, it, you know, it did look all right. And when I was in a mosh pit, so the mosh pit is different, we did. We all looked after each other. As soon as someone went mm-hmm. down, we all fell out. It, it was a collective. So... Um, there, there's where we are and we had a big discussion I'm not sure we, we, we really need to uh, oh, we might get into more comments but I think uh, a, a bit of a comment from Mitch please is what's required right about now oh, 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 could just you quick. intro, I, I, intro I have, that I, I can I, oh, just in a second I have another comment to say yeah. um, Ro when you were at the idols pit did you witness people lifting each other up after after falling down yeah multiple times happened to me I picked people up there was a lot of helping out each other in the crowd. Absolutely. So obviously, there there's a difference between intentionally trying to knock someone over, and particularly, you know, targeting women or or people who are going to fall over, um, and and accidents. Obviously, accidents do happen in the pit, 
that's just what happens when you have a lot of people like pushing in a small space people fall down but there's there's, there's, there's a difference and so when an accident does happen you, you you lift them up and you check that they're okay um we also have a text in quickly that i just want to put in this segment before we go to the mitch please song uh from leave us alone one time a long time ago i hurt a girl named brioni in a pit she called me on it and because it was an accident i took offense i responded poorly and the regret has never left me sorry brioni so that's that, that's that's a nice like account from from one of our listeners at the moment. But, but leave it, leave us. They've learned. They've thought you, about you can it. Learn and move they've on. thought about it. And uh, we're, we're, what what we're saying here is, yeah, good work. You know, like you've done, you've realised, and uh, yeah, move on. Yeah. And and I I do believe that the punk space is progressively getting better about all of this. And and um, it's it. it w- as, as a collective, the consciousness is moving more towards making sure everyone is feeling safe and enjoying the mosh and having a good time. And and this energy is going to continue to move in that direction. And punk shows just get better and, and better and better. So we got, first we got a text from Donnie McKenzie. Shout out, Donnie McKenzie. What's up? It was a slam pit originally. It got name changed early 90s, depending on the band. It was fall and die or pick your mate up and party together. I wasn't alive in the 90s, uh, but I believe you. (laughs) Um, And then we got a text from Malcolm Nielsen. What's up, Malcolm? I've never actually been in a pit or anything, but my favourite shape in general is a triangle. My other favourite shape is cheddar flavour. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that too. I really like that text. Isn't you, it good? You, I, you're, I you're like how now, the younger jicks, younger uh, generation like day jokes. So maybe <laughs> maybe I should get into comedy. You know, like <laughs> maybe maybe. So as I said, the, uh, the thing that was the thing that was probably really uh, bothering me the most is is my my partner's uncomfortability um, in in not being absolutely not being in a safe space. So. I, I, you know, I'm gonna, you know, like I, I like to listen to everyone, you know. So I, I've taken on board, you know, and a lot of people um, like to circle pit and get in there, regardless of gender. It is not gender, um, but um, for a little bit, we're gonna chat about, um, you know, what uh, what we could do to make a safe a spaces safer. So I'm 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 over to you. I'm all ears. Yeah. What what what's the most important thing to make a, a space safe for you, Ro? Men need to be able to call out other men. Yes, yes. It, it, it is such a big deal for me when, when one of my male comrades backs me up. It makes me feel like I can speak out because people will listen to me and help me. You know what I mean? Also, like, I'm not very intimidating looking. Listeners, you can't see what I look like. But I, my, my intimidation is, like, minus 10. You know what I mean? Like, like that one... I, I do not look intimidating at all. But if I have, like, my my comrades, my male friends, who are big, scary guys, that makes me feel safer when I'm with them. And I know that if a guy, you know, touches me without my consent... And there's... Look, look there is a difference. There is a difference between, like, being in a mosh pit and, and, and a guy I don't know just, like, bumping up against me and grabbing my ass. Those are two different things. Two different things. By entering the mosh pit, I give my consent to be moshed, you know, 
w- with the group, but but some dickheads will use it as an excuse to get a feel. And you know there's a difference because they don't do that to men. You know, if that was just how they mosh, they would be they would be feeling up their their guys guy friends' ass. But they're not doing that, are they? There's a difference. There's a difference, and they know there's a difference. Um, and and men, you know, there's a difference. And and but but what I'm I'm understanding is that n- it not only happens inside the mosh, which which Laura, my, my partner's name is Laura, right? She wasn't in the mosh, but then that, that's how the conversation got started. It also happens outside the mosh, row. No, absolutely. And you experience it out just sitting there having a beer, watch a watch a, a, a band. Uh, what 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 would you? Um, I, I'll use the word expect to have to go through, um, you know, especially uh, with the spaces that capitalism pushes, forces us into, there's not really the room. Um, so what, 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 you know, what are some of your experiences? Um, I think most of the gigs I've been to have been overwhelmingly positive. Um, at the Idol show, if anything, people were too safe. I was getting dragged out when I wanted to go back in because they were like, you look like you're going to get crushed. And maybe they were right. Maybe I did get a little bit slammed. But I really do think it's always got to come back to men just have to be aware of the privilege that they're taking up in these spaces and they know that they can't just treat people poorly just because they enter a mosh pit or they're at a gig. Yeah, you got to be aware of the people around you. You, you, especially in a situation where it is easy for someone to get hurt, you gotta be, you gotta be with w- with one half of your brain enjoying the set, and with the other half of your brain being like, oh, uh, is, is this that person hurt? You, it, it takes it, it really isn't much to just take one second and be like, hey, you all right? Okay, cool, and then go back to moshing. You know what I mean? I, I can dig that, you know, where you know you got your one, you know, one mind on the band enjoying yourself, the other mind on the on the mosh. What I don't dig is is when a woman has got to have one one eye on the band having a good time, uh, one eye on the mosh, and one eye on on the, this dickhead's hands or or or, 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 yeah, or someone yeah. touching them the wrong way. Literally, whenever whenever I go out, I'm using so much mental energy to be to be looking around, even just walking home the street at night. Every stranger on the street, I'm looking at them. I'm looking at at, at like how far away they are from me. If they've been walking the same direction as me, I've got to like, are they following me? Because I have been followed, you know, like, or, or, and, and you just you just you're just constantly alert. In the back of your mind, what if something happened to me? And it, and it would really take the pressure off to know that people have my back. Like, I don't get that fear if I'm walking in a group. But when I'm walking alone, I feel that. And it makes it impossible for me to go to gigs by myself. Plenty of my guy friends will just go to a gig just by themselves. That's alien to me. You've got to go with, a, with someone else because, like, you know what I mean? Like, especially if you want to drink, you know, because because you have to be alert and you can't be alert if, if, if you're intoxicated. And I think when we're talking about making a space safe for women, I I want to to picture in my head what that space looks like to me. And and there's there's an inherent as a woman, there's an inherent fear of men you don't know as well as fear of men you do know, for that matter. But but fear of men you don't know. And I would like to be able to not fear 
men I don't know. I want to be able to, especially in a punk space, right, let's just forget about the rest of the world because there's always going to be a danger, but at least in a punk space, there should be an understanding that these, the men in the punk space are feminist men who, who are punk, and being, being punk, part of being punk is like being being supportive of women and i want to be able to identify if, if 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 a man is making me feel uncomfortable if a man touches me without my consent if a man is 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 trying to trying to persuade me to come home with him if, if a man is being a, a major creep in a in a gig space in a punk space i want to be able to go up to any man i don't know and be like this guy is making me feel uncomfortable and, and know that, that even though I don't know these men, that they are my comrades and that they will back me up because because it feels... Look, look, it just, the, it's, it just is the way it is. I, I am vulnerable. I am vulnerable. I'm a woman and that makes me vulnerable and I hate it, but it's true. And I hate it, but I don't know martial arts. And, and and I am small and I've got I've got no muscles. I, I couldn't defend myself unless I had a weapon and I don't have a weapon. You know, and I, I get I get scared, I get overwhelmed, and it just the the only thing that really makes me feel safe is to know that I have a group of comrades to back me up. And if I'm in a situation where maybe I've lost my friends in the crowd, I wanna be able to go up to any man and be like, this guy's making me feel uncomfortable. Can you help? And and be able to trust, just trust them to help me. You know, I want to be in a space where where men are trustworthy to me. I've had that happen to me a few times, where a young woman has come up and said, "Can I just hang with you for a bit?" And I'm, okay, yeah, no worries. It used to happen a lot, lot more when I was with Laura. The, like the two of us, you know, were together. That identifies uh, you as a safe man. The fact that yeah, a woman's around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's right. So we, we we've had lots of times where we've had young women come up and say, you know, can I hang with you? I don't feel a bit safe. And yeah, because because Laura and I, you know, look at festivals. We you know we we would be up the back near the bar. That was our place. You know, we didn't. Up near, I I I had this thing with festivals. I always wanted to find the 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 space where you could hear the music, see a bit of the crowd and you were somewhere near the the woman's bathroom and the bar that's that's where i like to go at the big day out there was this perfect spot halfway between the women's bathroom and the bar um because the women's bathroom i knew like from with with my partner it's it it, it, that's another thing where capitalism lets women down in the music industry there's a huge long queues for 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 women to go to the bathroom you know the boys straight in and out you know so um yeah there's all things like that you know so (laughs) so uh yeah yeah it's uh, and and when when I brought this up and 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 I talked talked about it from from the workers' power perspective and and just yeah we want to be good accomplices so like you're saying um, you know it, it it should nearly be the men that are that are making the safe yeah. spacer uh, because safer because I know we got a lot of male listeners if you if you're a woman I mean I I don't really have any advice to say to you for making the, the space safer <laughs> you know what I mean because just by being a woman and being in the space you're making the space safer the more women the safer it is that's just that's just how it is right more of us right um but if you're a man listening and you want to know what you can do just just be a trustworthy man just be a safe man you know what i mean because i'm sure you want to be that right so just 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 be thinking about it every time you're in the space you know just just think about 
I want to be the guy who can be safe and trustworthy if if an emergency occurs. And and a lot of the time, because of the situation where we are not, we are now, women may not feel safe talking to a, to a, to a man they don't know for help. You know what I mean? Because because you know what I mean. Like we, we've got an inbuilt fear of men we don't know. Um, so you might have to be a bit proactive. You might have to, if you if you notice a woman is being like like harassed or cornered, or you see as a woman in distress, you you can literally just just stand nearby. You know what I mean? And 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 be ready to intervene. You know what I mean? And just be like, do you know this guy? Do you want me to get you out of here? You know what I mean? Because there's situations where it's like, I wish someone would have said something, but like, I don't know. I don't know who I can. You, you don't know who's safe. You got to identify yourself as safe. Maybe just put like a little feminism badge on your on your vest well, or something. I was thinking, hey? you know, and for the for the one where all the the issues started, and and it's probably a big problem that the touchy feely as they're walking around the crowd. You know, you know, good good men could put their hands up and in the air as they're walking through. You know, yeah, and yeah. and show, hey, you know, I'm not going to touch your ass. To and and um, the movement around, look, I, I I had people touch me. You know, like to to move me to the side. I'm maybe seeing a lot in 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 the way, right? But but um, you know, I felt that slight little bit uncomfortable. What are you touching me for? You know, but you know, I'm a man. It's a completely different context. And so, if they're touching me, they're touching you know a, a lot of other people. You know, like I, that you know, you, you know that that maybe. That, that that aren't that comfortable, i.e., like my partner and like yeah. you, you know, like touching on the on the hip to get someone to move to the side is what, what what's the term for that? And how would you describe how that makes you feel? I don't like it when people touch my waist. <laughs> you know what I mean, especially if I don't know them. You know what I mean. If you, first of all, like if we're in a situation where it's a club, you know what I mean, and the club is where you go to hook up with people, right? That's that's a bit of bit of a different situation. That's a, that's an area where you might expect some guy to grind up on you because you're in the club, right? But but the the number one rule is make eye contact. Don't don't don't. Oh my god. Okay, calm down. Don't grab me from behind. I can't see you. I don't know who's grabbed me. Someone's touching me. I don't know what's happening. At the very least, make eye contact with me. You know what I mean? Maybe the music's still loud, but make eye contact with me and be like, yeah, we, you know, before you, and, 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 and don't, don't go straight in for, for mm. grabbing a sensitive area, you know what I mean? Maybe just dance a little bit first before you get touchy-feely, right? Like, By dinner like, first? I, I, I mean, like, you know what I mean? If you're yeah, in that situation. Yeah, I know, situation. I know, exactly, but yeah. Look, f- f- I reckon just play it safe and don't touch someone unless in a, a, just, just that's my opinion. But if, if you absolutely must touch someone, make sure they can see you, because <laughs> because being surprised touched when you can't see anyone see see who's touching you is uh, terribly alarming. I also want to say back on the like scenario we're running on like what you could do if you see women like in a situation where they could be potentially vulnerable and feeling uncomfortable, and you want to make sure they feel safe. What is the worst thing that could happen by just popping in and saying, hey, are you all right? Okay, worst case scenario, you, you know what I mean? They're in trouble and, 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 and you've already made them feel safer to know that there are eyes on them and that people can see what's happening. And this also says to the man who's being a creep, people can see what you're doing, mate. 
You know what I mean? He might feel like, oh, maybe I should back off because people are actually looking at what I'm doing with this chick. You know what I mean? I don't want I don't want people to see, so I'll back off. And to the woman, you, she feels, oh, yeah, okay, people can see. You know what I mean? And there are people in this space, and this is a safe space, and I can just go up to this guy now if because because I know that he's aware that that I'm being like creeped on um and if if it, if it is a false alarm that's not even a big deal you know what I mean like if you see a guy touching a girl and you and you go to the worst case scenario you know what I mean she can just say oh no no this is my husband cool whatever done walk away that's not a big deal I think it's always better to be on the safe side because I've had it happen to me where I've had guys like come up and be like is this guy bothering you and it's literally just my mate um you know what I mean we were just having like a loud conversation they thought was an argument and I never feel offended I feel like oh my god (laughs) you know what I mean I wasn't even aware of the optics but like thank you because if that had been a situation that would have been really helpful so just 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 keep your eyes out you know and um just yeah just just be just just check out on your comrades and 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 just just be just be aware to make sure people feel safe and it it not only does it make women feel safe but it also it also makes dickheads feel unsafe because they want to go to an environment they target women in an environment where they can get them alone and the music's loud and no one's watching you know what i mean they might try to get them alone it like in in the dark corner or like out in the smoking area right does they they target these places especially like the club or like a mosh pit um and and you've got to let them know that these spaces are not good spaces to do it because you are watching them you know you you get me i get you i get you what what are your thoughts right oh i have so many i just think it's so unfair that women need to be in a state of this like hyper vigilance all the time and it's exhausting it's exhausting and i think it would be great if men could just give me one night where i didn't have to live in this state of hypervigilance and i could just enjoy a show without even thinking about it we just got a subscriber thank you callum from mcdowell what's up callum subscribed dope hope you're enjoying workers power on four triple z We're talking about women feeling safe. Also, um, trans women are included in this. I had a trans woman comment on one of my posts saying that, like, she feels uncomfortable going to gigs by herself um, if she's presenting femme because she doesn't pass. So, like, if she's, like, wearing a dress, she's worried that, like, some transphobe will target her. You know what I mean? So she she feels like she has to, like, pretend to be a man at at gigs or, or to just not go to gigs. And, like, that sucks. You know what I mean? So, like, trans women, they're also a target you know they've got a big target on their back for dickheads to harass them so if you see if you see someone who looks trans you know getting getting like like just you see anyone if you see anyone getting picked on even if you're not sure if they're feeling safe or not i think it's always better you know what i mean because like best case scenario you make a friend you know what i mean best case scenario they're not feeling creeped on but they but by, by just checking in on them you you might even make a friend because they're like oh that was really cool of this person to just check in on me even though they don't know me they care you know and this should be a, the punk space should be a space where you care about everyone even if you don't know them you want them to enjoy the show you want them to enjoy the music you want them to have a great time 
and and you love them and you want them to feel safe even though you don't know them and that's the space i want it to be right on do okay have, do you have anything to add bill or jackson no oh jacks no no all right well um yeah, look, I, I, what I want to do here, be, before we do move on, what I want to do is thank everyone. Oh, thank you, Ro, for coming in. Um, uh, Genesis, thank you for uh, le- leading this. And uh, um, also, thank you to um, to the supporters who, who, who uh, you know, like, uh, they're my friends on social media, and you know, and who came in, and uh, some of them were, were very, um, let's say, open with the discussion with me you know uh, which was fantastic you know because um i went out on a limb um and uh because i wanted to you know like uh, uh, be a- amplifying uh, the voices uh, you know of those affected in our community um so a huge thank you to everyone who contributed um both uh, you know in, on my public profile and 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 in private i had some really really good good discussions and um, one of one of those good discussions was that, uh, and 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 uh, and um, I want to I want to try and be r- respectful here, but we're 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 a workers you know we're workers power here, and uh, we we want to be uh, focusing on on class struggle and and how we can um, improve the conditions of women. All everywhere, not just the punk scene, not just uh, uh, the music scene, but for all women in general. And how can we? And we we want to um, lift them. And and the best way that we lift them is is through organising in workplaces, organising in in political structure. Um, or, you know, whether that be we're reporting on the 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 the, the women in Iran. You know, the way that they're organising. Um, so all, all these stories. Uh, 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 look, I'm not getting wrong. Safe spaces for women is, is quite important, but for us here on the on the workers' power, um, that class struggle is the over. And for for all women that that are wanting, you know, you know, better for for for, for our class, um, you know, those bigger bigger picture items uh, are what we should be focusing on. And that's some real positive feedback that, that after a, a really good good open discussion that I had with a a, a learned and revered comrade of mine and then i was also taking that on board with laura because laura kind of started the right journey with me and yeah she was convinced of that as well that that those um those empowering women in their workplaces empowering women in 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 um in 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 the political sphere empowering women in in uh and in in the music scene is all class struggle Absolutely, you know, and, and you know, so so we didn't, but I, I, we didn't want to get too sidetracked. We've we've still got a full episode of, to go through, and they're all all bar one of the stories that we're going to go through now is all to do with women and class struggles. So uh, that that that's where we at. Thank you once again. Thank you everyone for 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 guiding an old and and I look just wanted to chuck one more thing in for the record. I'm not a boomer. I'm a Gen Xer. Are you a Gen Xer? I'm a Gen Xer. Well, you act all right. Like a so yeah, well that's right. Sorry for a Gen Xer acting like a boomer, but I think some really good positives have come out for it. We've created platforms for women to speak out, and and um, and we've created an audience, and now we can talk to them uh, about class struggle. 
Absolutely. And just before we go to this next track, we've got some more positive feedback from the text from Mel McGrath. What's up, Mel? Mel says, thank you, thank you, thank you. Everything you were saying is so accurate and relevant. That is feedback we love to hear on Workers' Power. So thank you for your feedback, Mel. Awesome. Good morning, comrades, and welcome back to Workers' Power on 4ZZZ. I'm Genesis, and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Bill, I use he, him pronouns. I'm Jackson, I use they, them. Ro? Ro? I'm Ro, and I use they, them pronouns. Dope. We got a request uh, by Bruce Nielsen. Hi, can you play Business Girl by the Immaculate Crows? It is a woman's emancipation song I wrote in 1982. I will look for it, Bruce, while Bill reads out a story. Yeah, right. Uh, so the, the the story that we're going to... And we uh, want to highlight uh, uh, women uh, or class struggle that uh, um, in, in industries where the, that are women-dominated. And uh, I, I'd, I'd hazard to guess that uh, um, aged care is uh, one of those that is, is way, way up there. And so what, what happened uh, recently now is they... Uh, now, I, I even think the, the, uh, the, the government had a little bit to do with this, but... Uh, Let's focus in on uh, the collective action of uh, women workers. Um, but uh, yeah, let's say last Saturday, uh, aged care worker, the aged care work value case uh, decision recognised aged care workers have been underpaid uh, for performing work that has not been properly valued for decades, if ever. And so the Fair Work Commission's order of pay rises of 15% for direct care workers in aged care. Um, so so that's, that's fantastic. But however, uh, aged care workers throughout the country will be gutted to find that there has been no final outcome reached for lifestyle workers or other cage uh, other aged care support workers now the the so the aged care workers the assistants in nursing and and the registered nurse and that yep they've all got the 15 percent uh, but the um the orderlies the uh, the uh, the cleaners the the uh, the, the cooks uh, everyone that does uh, you know the the, the back end stuff they they their outcome hasn't been reached yet so the struggle is not over comrades and also um, the, the the other thing that that, that is happening uh, that has happened in the last week to do with the, the nursing industry there's a, a new report um, into the impact of, of wage caps um, that that, uh, that it, it shows public sector nurses and midwives will suffer a cumulative loss of 120,000 in pay by 2023-2024 while their superannuation balances will be a further 12.5% well 12.5,000 worse off um, so this was a report that was re- released by a Dr. Jim Stafford, who's economist and director of the Centre for Future Work at the Australian Institute. So 
Um, Yes, a a quote from the General Secretary of the New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association, uh, Shane uh, Candish, uh, is New South Wales is is the second worst paid state in Australia because of this, because uh, of policy uh, by the New South Wales government, making it near impossible to to attract and retain staff in such a tight labour market. It's clear a bad policy for nurses and midwives, but the impact implications for regional communities and the health sector overall are just as dire. So even though they've got the, you know, in one part of uh, the sector, they've just uh, achieved a 15% pay rise, there's still other parts of the sector that that are, are being neglected and uh, it's affecting women into retirement. So yeah, that's a bit of, bit of a, a broad sum up of, of those uh, you know, aged care, aged care nurses and nurses standing up and fighting back and uh we yeah do yes doing it through the fair work commission but you only get there you only get the um the attraction uh, um through campaigning it's the only way you're going to get there yeah and by allowing the fair work commission to make the decision on this you can see that the fair work commission's also like they, they've u- used the classic ruling class tactic of giving privilege to a certain sector of the workers in order to break up any solidarity between them. Um, it, it's, of, it's often used um, between like white people and black people in history, um, but in more modern times it's used between, for example, full-time and casual workers um, or in this case... Day shift, night nurses. shift. Day shift, night shift. They yeah. do that in retail. Like, you know, there's this culture where they blame each other and the boss lets it happen. Mm. Yeah. So, that, so, yeah, that's my retail example. But, yeah, it happens. Yeah, or, yeah. or you have, like, the uh, registered nurses and the support workers or, like, uh, to make an allegory, I guess you you could, in the education sector, you'd have, like, teachers and, like, teachers' aides and s- stuff like that by by creating a difference in privilege between these two groups you uh, divide solidarity divide the solidarity that could exist between them and strengthen your position to exploit the workers in this industry too right too right and that, and that that's where you know like the the uh, the ALP seem to think that the way to solve that is through uh, legislation and the um, uh, that, that that we'll probably talk a little bit more about next week the the new legislation that they're trying to bring in um, to uh, for uh, uh, multi enterprise bargaining. Oh, that sounds fun. You know, so so and and um, aged care and um, uh, and also childcare are the two areas that have been earmarked to, to try this multi uh, multi employer bargaining a- a thing that that goes up. But um, you know, and 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 look, the, the, these are areas that are heavily dominated by women, um, and. Uh, um, you know, and, 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 and it's these types of industries um, that, that create the pay, pay divide, mm. you know, uh, because, and everyone goes, oh, same job, same pay, you know, we, we all know, like, that that's just some right-wing idiot carrying on, but here, here, here in, within aged care is an example of the wage disparity between men and women. Yeah, and, like... Uh, even though it is it is unfortunately creating a divide in the sector um the 
the pay increase that they have won is definitely a good thing. It's absolutely necessary that the aged care nurses get paid more for we the work all they need do more. it's so important. A, a rising tide I, lifts all ships, comrades. I, I just really hope that they have the... Um, I, I hope they have the integrity to uh, stand up for their fellow workers um, in the industry and get them to the pay increases that they deserve as well. Right on. Hey, quick, I hear you lining up music, but before you go to that, I'll, I'll quickly do the, the Rugby League Players Association. I, I still or haven't found it, so take I, your time. Take, okay, right, well, so I, I, I just, I was looking around for, for stories of, of women organising, and, and that was uh, um, to be the highlight, uh, you know, of the show today. And, and this one is in, um, uh, fr- comes from the Rugby League uh, Players Association, and um, it's, it's uh, uh, from someone from my neck of the woods, an Ipswich local, um, Ali Brigginshaw, um, who is come and is the let, let's uh, the, they're the best player in, in the foot in in the women's rugby league at the moment. They're the best, and so um, they, they could easily go in and negotiate for themselves and get get oh, get yeah. top dollar, right? Mm. Right. And this is what I wanted to highlight is, uh, but I know. She's standing solidar- in solidarity with her comrades, and and, and is uh, is wanting to uh, get a, a certified uh, a collective bargaining agreement uh, for the women's players as a matter of urgency. As it stands, Gillaroos, that's their name. They're called the Gillaroos, um, contesting the World Cup have no contractual a certainty for next year with their NRLW clubs. Uh, the national team, as well as NRLW players, are still waiting for the NRL to finalise a CBA with the Rugby League Players Association to codify fair conditions and payments. Discussions are ongoing and have been taking place this week. Um, so, so yeah, that's, um, you know, um, let, let's see what uh, uh, Ali has said. Um she goes in the men's space. You you have have a cap and and ratchet clauses in place where the players can still sign. There are no women signing because there are no terms and conditions in place and no payment model in place. The women playing in the NRLW have not had a CBA since the co- competition began in two thousand and eighteen. Uh, Brigan, Brigginshaw said the CBA was vital. I think the only player to sign a multi-year deal is Tanya Patan, Patani. So none of us are on contract. We are all off contract. I don't imagine anyone would have signed anything because the CBA is not done. It is a bit of a trub- troubling time and I hope we can get to the CBA agreement very soon. The NRL have uh, have have to want to buy into what we are coming to them with from our union. The quicker we can resolve everything, the less pressure it will have on the players. Um, so, yeah, and uh, there was uh, just one quote from the... Oh, the, the NRL was uh, talking about... Um, oh, there's only one... You know, sitting down to talk is the only way that they're going to get an agreement, um, a good agreement. Well, sorry, I disagree with you with the NRL there. What is the only way to get a good agreement, Bill? Is to withdraw your labour. Damn right. So uh, keep an eye on that because if those footy players uh, um, exercise their right and uh, you know say, well, we're not going to play this weekend until you give us a deal, 
um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be watching that space. And oh, geez, I'll even go out on a limb and try and find Ali Ali's uh, agent and see if I can get them on the show. <laughs> Ipswich girl, I'd love to have them on here, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's what happens. And look, we we talked about uh, a, a while ago. I remember a story that we did on the soccer players and their marquee player. Mind blank, but it'll come to me. Their marquee player stood in solidarity with the players as well. So mm. that with 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 um, with workplaces like that, because it is a workplace, you know, uh, you know, well, they're workers the same as uh, you, you or I are workers. Uh, so um, yeah, to see the marquee players stand in solidarity um, with, with with all players um, is, is wonderful. Because some of these marquee players, like I said earlier, they could easily go in and negotiate their own contracts and not care anything about their their fellow workers. Um, go in and cash in and uh, and go for the big dollars. But it's fantastic to see them standing in solidarity. Hell yeah! Yeah, this is, this is basically an example of what we were literally just talking about. Like they have the they had the opportunity, and they would attempt to like give privilege to this star player in order to divide the players on the team. But um, we can always, if we are organised enough and aware enough, we can choose not to give in to that and to stand it together in solidarity against the bosses. Too right. Too right. And, look, the NRL makes a crap load. They can afford it. You know, <laughs> Absolutely. You know? and the bosses can always afford to give us what we want. Um, they just they can afford to give us so much and still make a profit. That's right. And, and look, you'll find that a lot of these, and, and it's not just rugby league, it'll be all business, a lot of executives and shareholders will be wanting to recoup losses that they, that, are, that they incurred during the crisis. So capitalism never lets a crisis go by um, w- without their advantage. And not only do they take advantage during the crisis, but after the crisis as well, so they'll use they'll use this this. They uh, know they can get away with they'll it. They'll use the crisis, like you still hear the GFC being they'll talked say, about. Oh, that was times are tough. The economy. The the, the 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 global financial crisis was fourteen years ago. They still talk about it and use <laughs> it as an excuse. And it's like, okay, so why have your profits gone up then? Yep, that's right. We've got a text from Terry Terry Tez Dale. Great show. Brothers, as a dad of 35 and 50, uh, sorry, 35 and 18 year old females, your topic is on point. Both have worked in retail, and the youngest pulling beers in a pub has got to be on her game all the time. Blokes should wake up to themselves in what's appropriate behaviour and what's not. Genesis, you are spot on in the touching thing. Cheers again for the show, Terry. Thank you, Terry. No, no, wait, before we go on, I've got to, I've got to stop there now. You, you, they got, they got a daughter in retail? they got a daughter well, in make retail. Sure, make sure, Terry, make sure you let them know all about the Retail and Fast Food Workers Union. Absolutely. The Retail and Fast Food Workers Union has gotten some wins for a lot of young workers in retail. We, just quickly, one campaign we did, there was a whole group of women. There was a crappy boss, right? A male boss doing crappy things. All the members all stood side by side. Walked, They signed a letter and walked into the boss's office 
and delivered it all together. That's how you do. You make the in the workplace. You you, you stand up for women's rights. You get you get all or everyone together and you say, here you go. As a collective, we're not taking this anymore. But we better move on. And uh, you got more feedback. I uh, uh no, it was just one really long text that looks like two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that that is a really good point as well. The fact that uh, women who are working, especially in places where people are drunk, yeah, where where people are drunk, yes. where, where, when women are like in a in a service industry as well, they are particularly vulnerable because you have to be smiling to give good customer service. And some people think that if you smile at them, that that that, that you're flirting with them, mm. and it's like no, I have to smile because it's my job. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's another place that I've seen a, a lot of poor behaviour from men. Uh, you know, so uh, um, yeah, we've got to. But uh, um, the but way also because uh, we're, you can't really leave when yeah. you're working mm. as well. If someone's harassing you, that unless there's someone you can go to to say, "Hey, get this person out of here," you're like a bouncer. You're basically trapped with them. And yeah, it, and like that is a serious safety problem. Four hours. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sometimes they might hang around until your shift ends and follow you home. It's happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, hey, look, I was thinking just just um, p- for time, right, I, because I don't – there's there's the, the Iran story I don't want to miss. Oh, yeah. Can, can we do uh, – and we'll probably uh, – here's a hint, a, a spoiler alert. Um, may, maybe we'll, we'll do the teachers' uh, uh, strike. Uh, we'll do that, that at the end of the show. Oh, at the end of the show. At yeah, the okay. end of the show. All right. So we we don't want to miss that, but we'll do that one at the end of the show. So so let's rip into. Oh, it's my comrade Alex Bainbridge from Green Left Weekly has done a story on sustained. So just just to pause there. Um, I've been chatting with Alex about a story he's writing about Rafu. So uh, stay Go. tuned for that. Shout um, out to Alex. Yeah, great work, Alex. And. Uh, Sustained solidarity shown with the up Iran uprising. Jackson, you? Yes, I am scrolling down to that story. Um, While you're scrolling, we got a text in from a non-sub. Yo, non-sub, you better fix that. You can fix that <laughs> fix by going to a We'll give you a preview of Warm in a Glow right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, here's your preview. I am going to read your, your message, your three-word message. Especially sex workers, mm, because right. it's good, it's accurate, it's on it. Yeah. That's on spot. And hey, I'm going to visit visit the uh, sex workers union this afternoon. Oh, nice. oh hell yeah! Nice. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're my neighbours now. <laughs> they're our neighbours. They've moved. I'll talk oh, really? more about it later. Cool. Uh, so yes, sustained solidarity shown with the Iran uprising. So this isn't about like what's going on in Iran as much as it is about uh, solidarity from here in Mianjin with what is going on in Iran. Um, So weekly protests in solidarity with the uprising in Iran continue to attract large numbers in Brisbane. Hundreds attended the latest rally, which featured an open microphone in the city on the 5th of November. Thousands attended a photo shoot at at iconic Kangaroo Point the week before, and an even bigger rally was held on the 22nd of October as part of an international day of action. All of the rallies are echoing the slogans of the uprising Iran, notably women, life, freedom, and the call for justice for Gina Masa Amini. 
protesters are highlighting the revolutionary character of the Iranian uprising. We don't only want reform, we want revolution, one speaker said to great applause on the 5th of November. It is a myth to think this regime is reformable, said another. Protesters are calling for action, not just words from the Australian government. In particular, speakers and banners call for Iranian diplomats to be expelled and for regime assets to be seized. Thousands made a human sign reading Iran at Kangaroo Point on the 29th of October and then moved to form a human chain for photographs from the river. Justice can't wait, one speaker said on the 5th of November. We need justice for Marsa and justice for Iran. The next rally will be on the 12th of November at 5pm in King George Square, Brisbane City. All in the... Oh, that is from something else. Yes, so... um, There is a revolution going on in Iran against the uh, Taliban regime, I believe they are. Um, And uh, that is pretty sick because people fight back against oppressive regimes and they will also show solidarity from overseas here in Mianjin. So if you want to be part of that showing solidarity with the people in Iran who are fighting back against their oppressive government, uh, there is the next opportunity is on the November 12th to come up, show, show yourself, make your voice heard. Um, make things better for people. Yeah, they straight up killing women. Yeah. Yeah. I like how we use the word seized in in that into, you know. <laughs> put that in there, you know, seized. Yeah, we we like to hear that uh, word us uh, revolutionaries. Um so so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big big campaign, big struggle oh, that one, isn't it? This is this is monumental. This mm. is history. Th- this is this is going to be a big 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 historic moment and I I hope revolution. God, I hope. Yes, um, you know, see, yeah, go in and seize power for the, well, you know, let's call it what it is, the proletariat. They, they just want to live. Yeah. They're, they're women and they just want to live without being beaten to death by the morality cops. And that's not too much to ask. Anyway, we've got 15 minutes. Did you want to talk about respecting? Well, no, well, no, yes, well, of course, always. They're a fantastic organisation. Now, they're, they're also... Um, th- there's a decrim campaign, but, but we're going to... we're gonna Look, uh, uh, we'll go down there and say good day to them on the way home tonight, today. Oh, oh yeah. How's that sound? Oh, yeah, yeah. And we'll, 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 we'll maybe we'll invite them in, into the show. Yeah, hell how's yeah. That, how's that sound? Because I know they've got the decrim campaign going, right? The decrim campaign is going, and that is still with the law reform... Commission, um, so the, 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 these um, draconian laws that we've talked about many times here on Workers' Power, um, you know, where, where uh, essentially sex workers um, can't have a, a safe working place, as they, 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 they can't have, a, um, they can't share spaces with each other, um, they, can't, they, they can't have someone drive them to, 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 to the job and things like that, so yeah. Nah, Queensland, Queensland sex workers at the moment have to make this terrible choice between working safely and working legally, yeah. and it's just not a spot that people in other industries are in. Yeah, and, and it's just not good enough. So, uh, yeah, uh, respect to campaigning or decrim Queensland uh, campaigning against that. Um, uh, hopefully the Law Reform Commission um, comes back and, 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 and says, you know, here, here we go. I'm quietly confident 
um, that uh, within the next couple of years there will be some reform in the uh, sex works uh, uh, industry and now uh, we will be there to uh, show solidarity so um yeah, let, we're going to go and say good day to them today, uh, you know, and, uh, and uh, we, yeah, we'll invite them up uh, uh, onto the show. Oh, oh, we've, we've got, we've got a, another follow-up text from the person who initially texted in wanting, wanting to mention sex workers. Sorry, this is my first text that I didn't see re-sex workers. Hey, ladies and gents, first, may I please say how much I dig y'all. I am a dedicated weekly listener and a huge fan. My apologies for backtracking. It's taken me so long to type this message. Haha. May I please add to the last topic and say that it's not so much that random grab in a club or that show us your tits shout out. That is the issue. Really, they're nothing in comparison to that chilling, spine-shivering feeling of being literally and seriously attacked in those last 10 seconds walking to your car late at night in an empty car park or to your front door. It's that shit that's naturally programmed into a woman. Sadly, regardless of falling victim or not, that's effed. Secondly, may I please request Butterfingers? <laughs> I'll see if we've got time. I will see. Lastly, I want you to enjoy your day, eat a banana and be yourselves. I've got a banana. Actually, <laughs> I've outside. seen a banana here somewhere earlier. Thank you. Thank oh, you so much, trip. Ali. Bye. Uh, subscribe, that's though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. need to subscribe, though. Yep. <laughs> subscribe. And, and we, we, to encourage more um, discussions like this, yeah, subscribe because uh, you know four triple Z. Clearly uh, got know. good things to say, mate. So subscribe. Yeah, so uh, dickhead. Y- <laughs> <laughs> S- subscribe, dickhead. I can't tell you call, call you by your name because it doesn't pop up because you're not subscribed. So I'm going to call you dickhead until you oh. subscribe. <laughs> oh. That's a bit harsh. I think they had something good to say. They did have something good to say, so they should subscribe. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, they should. I'm kidding. Subscribe. I'm kidding. Okay, okay. I love you. And uh, yeah, we love all sex workers. And uh, yeah, as I said, we're going to pop in. Well, let's go. Uh, if they're listening uh, uh, over at their new digs, we're coming to say good day. Um, all right. So yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, um, we, we better go and get on to Scallywag of the Week, or otherwise uh, we're, we're going to be chewing into the oh, professional yeah. news that, that is a Brisbane Lines. Um, so our Scallywag of the Week. Is it, oh, look, we, we've delved into the political sphere. We do every now and again. Shame on us. But this one, it, there, is a, there is an election happening in New South Wales at the moment, right? So the workers are organising against the government um, and part of their campaign is political. Uh, but uh, we, we, we've got to uh, recognise where workers are organising. And uh, look, it, it's pretty obvious that, that our scallywag of the week is going to be um, the New South Wales Premier, Don Peritot. Uh, for, for not... For, here, here's a bit from what the TAFE teachers are fighting for. They're trying to keep pace with the living pressures. They're trying to provide... They wanted to be provided with salaries, salaries parity with school teachers and the trades and professions they teach. Address untenable workloads and reduce the level of work force casualisation that's that's we're nearly like a broken record with workforce casualisation here on workers power aren't we don peridot more like don don't you can rip into him i'll let you rip <laughs> into like him get don't. into him get into him ah <laughs> oh, you know like at the end of the more day like he's a he's a politician 
And if he wants to come after us, he can. He's a grub, you know. That's what he is. And let's hope the workers of New South Wales vote him out. You heard us earlier talking about uh, the the New South Wales um, uh, nurses and midwives. Uh, um, they've uh, they've been talking about a report that was done by Dr. Jim Stanford. Um, how um, you know midwives their their grim outlook extends into retirement. So it's easy easily fixed. Uh, Dom. Don, you know, uh, pay pay your workers, you know, pay them what they deserve, and um, yeah, they they, geez, you know, they might even vote you back in if you were to look after them. <laughs> what what did I just did I just give the LNP the 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 number one tip to get a reelected? <laughs> I mean, it's good advice. Yeah. I don't think they're going to follow it though, Bill. Yeah, I don't think they are. So, but anyhow, he's a real scallywag. And, um, you know, he is the boss of, of, of these workers, so he is fully deserving. Malcolm yeah. Nielsen says, rip him a new one, guys. Yeah, yeah, rip <laughs> rip right into him, you know, who cares? So, yeah, I think the, the workers of uh, New South Wales are going to an election. I don't know the exact date. I know the workers down in Melbourne and Victoria are going uh, to the polls as well, you know. Uh, so, but... Uh, Yes, uh, you can make a little bit of change at uh, at the uh, election ballot. Get out the election polls. Get out there. But the main place that you can make a difference is in your workplace. Are you a member of your union? Uh, is there a delegate? If you can't find the delegate on the shop floor, you'll find one in the mirror. That's, that's right. That's how we we get worker workers standing up and fighting back, and and uh, we get class struggle and and rights for all. So right, that's it. Just well, our, we got one last uh, shout out of yes, the show. Cool. Last shout out of the show goes to Bruce Nielsen, who says, "Good show. The women in Iran and Afghanistan are incredibly brave. Thanks for for persevering, finding and playing my request, Genesis. The album has other social comment songs also." Bruce. So, uh, for those listening who liked the song, that's the Immaculate Crows uh, and their song, Business Girl, if you if you want to listen to it. And also a shout-out, most important shout-out to Kate Our in, librarian. The, in the music library. We, we have got... me find it. I tried to look through it. I'm not computer literate. I couldn't find it. I searched 15 minutes and then I go to her and I ask her and she finds it in two seconds. <laughs> We've got some great people in the in the four triple Z community, and Kate is one of them. One of the that that sits in the background. You don't hear anything about them, but but uh, Kate has been wonderful for us here on Workers Power. So subscribe, dickheads. Let's let look look. Uh, we've got Brisbane Lions looking in. We better go. Um, <laughs> yes, we will see you next Tuesday, comrades. And, and one last shout out from me to New South Wales unions, who you can always count to go on strike when they're trying to get uh, New South Wales. Liberal Liberals unelected. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. This is the Polygon Pit. And I am your professor of aggressive geometry. The first shape is a square. Let's see how you motherfuckers die. Four equals odds means four right angles. Square is a regular quadrilateral. The diagonal's boys at 90 degrees. Head ball lines are up. Imaginal symmetry. Can you say square pit? Can you say square pit? Square pit. This is a polygon pit. All the other big shapes.
Right. 